0: All right. Well, Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Thank you, Lord. There's ample grace, ample mercy for us in our time of need. And we are never without needing you. And we thank you that you come to our rescue and we bless you and we praise you for that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is, is, uh, really wanting to impress upon us to expect abundance. He said, that is your word for this month, is abundance. He said, abundance in health, abundance in wealth, abundance in all good things, abundance in things of the Spirit, abundance. There is no lack in me, says the Lord. There's never any lack in me. I never promised lack. I never promised lack is, is of the temporal realm, of the temporal world, and it is subject to leave <laughs> by your word and your expectation of abundance. So expect abundance. Put it put it before your face this month. Meditate on it. Exhort yourself in it. Extol me, and abundance will come into your life, into your path, and you will always expect the way i expect because i am not expecting just enough i am expecting at all times abundance for my people so expect it says the spirit of the lord expect it amen expect it expect it expect it amen and amen again praise god amen praise god koran Shia Handaya. Abundance in all things, says the Lord. All things. Even the things you think are difficult. All things. All things, says the Lord. All things. Expect abundance, and it will be yours, says the Spirit of the Living God. <clears throat> Praise God. Amen. Amen. So, we're talking about spiritual truths. Amen. Uh, philippians 4 8 tells us to think on things that are true always hide the word in your heart always hide truth in your heart Uh, truth is very very valuable and we talked about some definitions of truth yesterday one definition means to conform exactly to a rule a standard or a pattern the bible says Thy word is truth. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So you have the spirit of truth residing in you. And so what we need to do is feed on truth and your spirit man will get stronger. Just continue to feed on the truth of God's word. Embrace it. Adopt it. Don't let your heart and your mind argue with it. Don't let yourself contend with it don't let yourself make excuses for why your your life doesn't line up with truth listen honey ain't nobody doing that much out here you understand we all working on it amen so i don't feel condemned anymore i learned how to let that word whoop me get me in shape i said lord it's worth it i remember that when i was a new christian i would read things in the bible and i would say Ooh. Ooh, i've been doing i've been wrong i've been doing that wrong i've been thinking wrong and then one day i said god what else about me is wrong then you got that <laughs> you know get used to it huh? you get that used. get used to it sister amen because he's gonna make it all right amen but then we have to confess and, and own these things you know you don't own it but for a hot minute and then you repent of it you confess it and god takes it away from you you start the better life of of building on that truth that's already inside of you and that's what we do that's why god says not to forsake assembling yourselves together because we deal with truth here this is the only place where you can come and get truth amen uh, i mean and the, the pure word because you can open your bibles and follow whatever i teach you you understand what i'm saying So you validate the truth all the time i'm not here teaching y'all something that's off the wall or that can't be verified i'm I'm so scared of you darling with the glasses oh my goodness wish we could get a close-up we don't happen to have a second camera oh darling and she lives with me in my house right now she'd be looking all that of course, we be looking so rough most of the time. we we scare each other when we come out and say, whoa, oh, wait a minute, who is that? But anyway, that's very attractive. As usual, amen. It's a par for her. So, okay, <clears throat> so we were talking about truth and how God wants us to abide in truth. Live in truth all the time. You know, don't ever have any pet attitudes or pet... uh you know what i'm saying (laughs) them old uh old songs you like to sing you know what i'm talking about that's why god says sing to me this time and give me a new song i'm sick of them blues you talk all the time amen huh well you know i didn't have this when i was growing up you weren't supposed to have it thou shalt not covet see that's what we do we look at somebody else's stuff and think we supposed to have it just because anybody's got it amen god provides what you have you understand what i'm saying the good and the bad he causes to work together for our good amen so we we get over our bad history our uh impoverished upbringing you know and uh lack that we had lack of love lack of discipline most people don't lament about the things they really lacked growing up because most of us lack discipline and and lack good behavior that's why we were so unhappy amen but thank god that's all in the past he's given you a new life he's walked the wiped the slate clean so that you got you, no priors amen no criminal history no outstanding warrants Hey! That's what we got. We are free and clear. It's been so long ago since I left nursing, I said, I don't know if I left anybody without their meds on the bedpan or where I left, you know. I might be guilty anything out there. (laughs) Madness, mayhem, shenanigans. Amen. And other felonies. But I thank God, Amen. I thank God. I am justified. I am exonerated. The slate is wiped clean. No sin. Nothing held against me, Amen. Even when I do sin, I have an advocate. I have a lawyer. I go to. I'll just sit up and defend myself. I didn't do it. I didn't do this. Now, now listen. Let me tell you something about me. You know, all those crazy puffing and puffing. Lying, huffing and puffing. Amen. You never, you never been able to convince, you can't even convince yourself you don't do nothing wrong. Amen. <laughs> Whee! So we adopt truth instead of a bunch of shenanigans. Foolishness. Amen. So we, we are people of truth. You have the spirit of truth abiding in you. When your ears hear things, the Holy Spirit lets you know if it's true or not if it's of god or not amen so he's your judge you got an inner witness on the inside of you who lets you know (coughs) what is true and what isn't and you want to live at peace with him you don't want him to be upset about what you're listening to or what you're reading or who you're around or anything like that amen he'll witness to you and let you know nah girl that ain't for you you better move on amen amen praise god so god has made provision for truth and so he wants uh us to believe in truth so i i decided to find some things a truth of god's word you know without dragging it out too much but just basic things that i feel are helpful to believe because they're helpful for all christians to believe the first one we went over yesterday was the fact that god wants us all well Healing is for everybody. Amen. Whether they've received Christ or not, whether they believe in divine health or not, God wants everybody well. Amen. <clears throat> Exodus 15:24. He gave us a statute and an ordinance that said if we obey his word. Amen. Now, there are some times you're going to miss it, you're going to fail it it doing wrong sometimes you don't care if you do wrong or not you know just get in the moods but god is a forgiving god if you will repent and come to him he will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and so once he you know that he's made provision for you to walk in his statutes then it's kind of easy to embrace that and say well you know the commandment now is to walk in love love uh, god with all your heart god, love him first from that love that he deposits in your heart and extends to you then you can love your neighbor as yourself who is your neighbor anybody amen you can love everybody as you love yourself see we love god first because then that allows us to love ourselves so if you haven't received the love of god in your own heart and understand your value your worth you know, we have we have beginnings of an understanding and as you walk with God you get more understanding. Amen. You get to understand I remember people would say things like Catherine Kuhlman would say the Holy Spirit is her only friend and, and things like that. And I was thinking to myself, I said, Man, how do you live like that? I mean, it wasn't condemning or anything, but it, it just kind of piqued my curiosity. And so from that, I think God read my heart. and He began to teach me how to live like that. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, not that I don't love people, uh but my needs, as far as people are concerned, come up, you know, through God. See, I can't tell you I'm lonely because I'm not. I got a dog. You know what I'm saying to me? You got somebody you got to put on a leash and take him out several times a day. You ain't by yourself and you know it. You know, sit there waiting for the signals to go off. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not alone. And and then I'll have things in relationship with God that grow, and so that make Him more real to me. See, if you get people out of your head, God will become real to you. I'm gonna say it again you get people out of your head i didn't say heart i said head then god will become more real to you amen because see when it's crowded up in there you ain't got time left for that much for god you too busy people doing you know people pleasing people want wonder what they got what they doing i got more than they got you got more notes Now ain't that not one millionaire in here? And if you're in here, please raise your hand, cause I will give you (laughs) the proper respect. You know what I'm saying? But we all live it. You understand what I'm saying? We we have wants, we have needs, we have this, we have that, but we're all living. This is true and so your your best my best advice i can give you is to let people stay in the place god puts them in and always keep god first amen you know god can be so real to you he's like walking and talking with you every every minute you know until you get distracted into something else you know i'll be diddling around the house i I got dependent on my my nieces and nephews when they were staying with me you know somebody come by my my office door and i say hey come here give me this give me this <laughs> you know what i'm saying you up walking around do something or whatever you know i don't feel like doing you just get lazy on some things because you know you have opportunity to get lazy and i started feeling bad i said oh lord If I misplace my glasses, who gonna get them for me? Who gonna do this for me? You know, every time I look down, there they are, the Holy Spirit say, here they are. Here it is. I say, Holy Spirit, come on, don't do that to me. Don't be so sweet to me. I confound to myself, no I can't, you can't see without them. Where you going with them? You know what I'm saying? But how humble and sweet the Lord is. You know how, (laughs) make you want to cry. I don't deserve it. I mean, that's one of that kind of moments, you know? I just really don't deserve, I didn't deserve Cece finding my glass, or Rachel. Yeah, everybody's finding my glasses for me. But, uh, it's humbling. And it's, I don't know, it makes you want to weep the love of God. How much He loves us and i'm telling you if you keep people in your head you'll never experience the love of god you just won't you keep things in your brain working on this and we gotta have you ain't gotta have nothing you gotta have see and we're finding that out now aren't we how many gotta haves you got i gotta have immunity from rona and that's about it if i can keep huffing finding me somewhere jumping on me i'll be doing real good your list of god of haves has shrunk tremendously amen and so i i i'm just a firm believer I, I remember one day i was talking to god and i was a new christian fairly new christian and and he told me he said i was upset because a lot of the people that i knew prior to uh my illness and and you know and then conversion and serving god they never call me anymore talk to me or anything and the lord said well when you accepted me i got permission to choose your acquaintances and your friends i said really i'm like we never discussed it He'll need to discuss certain things with you because he wants you to stay saved see if you're going to stay saved god better choose your people that are around you huh i don't have any past if somebody uh, you know i i I some very nice people that i went to high school with have little cruises and stuff on a regular basis we reunion this i said what do i want to i didn't like y'all when i was in school you know now i gotta love them now now i got double work to do and y'all didn't like me either don't be talking about you and when you preach, they definitely don't want a oh, oh, preacher coming to the, I didn't know she got saved, yeah, I got saved, without your permission. You know, people take you to hell with them if you let them. And that's the truth. So where are we going here? Let me just... <laughs> but get people out your head, okay? You can, you can have them in your heart to love them. Amen. You don't have to date everybody. I might as well go there as, you know, as, yeah, you know. Some people you just know they ain't for you. You know, just get their list of credentials get their resume huh they saved definitely ain't for you but it's shocking how many christians will date unsaved people were they nice that true huh. the nice ones are all when you save nice people always try to get around you that's where the devil cloaks himself under nice flesh because nobody's going to come up to a really rough person so he'll get somebody that knows how to flatter you and knows how to tell you what they think you want to hear amen all the stuff that flesh likes to hear they'll they'll be willing to tell you and ain't gonna do nothing for you hmm? and many of them don't know why they're interested in you they're just being used by the enemy See? See if they can get in your head. Huh? <laughs> it's interesting. Some almost say they're Christians. Yeah, I pray. Yeah, I do this. Yeah, I do that. They ain't doing nothing. Huh? <laughs> Anybody can pray, but can you get an answer? That's what I thought yeah he he saved because we pray oh, okay that's good cool <laughs> so god wants us to abide in truth folks Truth. love your neighbor as yourself but love god first love god first And that doesn't mean that you can treat people bad, but if you love God first, He'll even cause your enemies to be at peace with you. Amen. In other words, being at peace with some people means they just leave you alone. Amen. Just just drop it and keep moving. Amen. So our statute and our ordinance in Exodus fifteen twenty-four tells us if we walk in love, so it said, diligently hearken to my voice do what's right that's obeying the holy spirit or walking in love keep short accounts don't let the sun go down on your anger don't let animosity grow between you and other people i don't care who they are everybody's important to god amen everybody's highly valuable to god jesus has made provision for all of our needs because calvary broke the curse so there is nothing off limits to you as a believer your blood washed and blood bought god owns you and if you'll submit to his ownership you'll live a good life and you'll live a healthy and a prosperous life and you'll live the life that he has ordained for you amen when you come to christ you can't bring any baggage and I mean even good baggage, what you think is good baggage from the world. Yep. You gotta let all that go I trust God. The more of it you can let go, the more you can walk in truth. Galatians three thirteen tells us Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now what is that word redeem? It just means that we were indebted to the to the uh um, curse that came with breaking the laws of God. So before you came to Christ, there was this debt hanging over you, which says that you must pay the penalty for your sins. When you sin, you got a pony up. Amen. But if Jesus purchased you out of the power of darkness, He pulled you out of that kingdom and set you over in his kingdom. And he paid for you to come out. You just didn't come out. See, if people don't understand payment and redemption, you'll think, and this is, this is why many times people think there's a limit on how much they can mess up and God forgive them. Because if you, if you think about it, if you if that weren't paid for if there weren't a redemption price set for you that was paid by jesus christ there's a possibility that you could run out of his mercy Mm -hmm. if he's just doing it just to be doing it and there's no legal foundation and basis for you to claim exemption from the curse then on what basis can you, well somebody gotta pay for you. Somebody who's worthy has gotta pay for the sins of mankind so the curse won't fall on us. That's why sometimes when you do something wrong, you feel like something is gonna get you or something is coming bad for you or so. You understand what I'm saying? But once you understand the blood and know that if you immediately confess, he's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse. Forgiveness is only partial if there's no cleansing. So if you're forgiven and cleansed, that means you got to forgive other people and cleanse them out of penalty in your mind. So you can't be waiting to get, none. people who want to retaliate, them people will go for years looking for you. Because that's the way that worked. Many different cultures and tribes will pass on retaliation to their children and grandchildren. It it must be carried out. So Jesus stops that with his blood. He said, Nope, you don't get to hurt nobody. A vengeance is mine. I will repay. And don't be so quick to think he's going to repay everybody that did you wrong. He's going to repay you too. And see, you'll be ever more eager to give mercy to somebody once you realize he could be gunning for your butt. Got me? Excuse me, y'all. We in church. You understand? B-U-T-T butt. You know, as in self. Whatever. But but you understand me. So you might as well drop the retaliation because you could be a good candidate one day think all the people we hold grudges against people we don't want to see anymore the minute their name is mentioned you go off on the inside amen got some bad thinking bad about us saying bad about them all that kind of stuff Tina I had a good conversation with you you thought about your your memories yesterday you had a big smile on your face with everything you told me about in your and you know what that's a good sign because as long as you've been serving God you could have a lot of regrets and a lot of enemies <laughs> along the way but she's just smiling about everything she I said this woman is happy about her past life I said let me see if I can get some of that so I just sat and listened amen it's good it really really is i mean that's that's not a bad thing at all if you can look at your past you look at your marriage you look at your children their upbringing all that kind of you can smile and have good memories that's a good thing folks don't underestimate that's the joy of the lord that's the goodness of god amen so you you have to be quick to forgive amen and quick to repent quick and, as quickly as you 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 are forgiven by God, he reinitiates you into the covenant. He puts you right back into the goodness and puts your faith back. everything's back like you never did anything wrong, and He wants us to live like that toward other people, treating them like they never did anything wrong. It's a good thing, folks. you're not taking nothing off like side of taking stuff. Gee, grow up. And get saved i mean but for real though nobody's taking nothing off nobody jesus took it all when you can be crucified publicly like that then you taking something but let's cut it out okay and let's walk in love walking in in the place where you are redeemed walk in redemption from the curse no longer uh, anything running your family amen and and you got this because your parents had that and all that kind of stuff have expectations of good that's that's what it means to live in bible truth so death thick, sickness and poverty are not they don't belong to you anymore amen they don't belong to you anymore even if you lose everything you ain't broke amen You ask some of these multi-million and billionaires if they broke, they said, "No, uh-uh," because they know where the next money is coming from. Amen. John three two tells us, "Above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers." Let me read that to you, because there's a condition, there's a reason he wished this for them. He didn't just pick that up out of nowhere. He says in verse 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Don't get your money without your health cuz it won't do you be spending it all on doctors. So you get both of them. Don't think about one without the other. See, this is a problem with sometimes with people and I get so angry about these wealth transfer people because what you going to do get a bag full of money and drag it somewhere with heart you know with a pacemaker and on oxygen tent they better be getting god's people healthy and see it's it's a glaring truth now because we fighting this rona out here and the churches are closed so what are the sheep doing they got to be living off what you've already put in them i'm gonna say it again they must be living off of what's already in them. That ought to indict everybody who doesn't teach divine health and healing in their church. Yeah, I said it because I'm sick of playing around with people. What you preach, what kind of gospel were you preaching, a sick gospel? You preaching a gospel that uh uh that <laughs> allows sickness? That's not what Jesus did and see we're scared to preach it because we don't have faith if you get your head in that bible long enough you will get faith to start preaching health and healing jesus made provision for all of our needs and the apostle says here beloved i wish above all things these are christians he's talking to the beloved of god that's you I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that's in you. So when you have truth in you, that truth has to manifest in the form of health and wealth. Say it again. When you've got truth in you, that truth must manifest in the form of health and wealth. He said, even in, as you walk in the truth, he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That means they live their Christianity. They live the gospel. They go pray for the sick and they recover. They walk in love with, with all people. Amen. Even people you wish would get out of your life, you walk in love with them. You just don't understand them yet amen just say this is a fault of mine lord help me but that's the highest is divine health and wealth a package deal amen a package deal you can't get one before the other you can't prefer one more than the other because god knows what you'll do you gobble up all the money in the world and then just be as sick as a little dog because you spend most of your time trying to figure out how to add to the till instead of adding to your health the bible standard is you have them both and no lack god's not a preferential god he knows what he wants people to have he brought them out with silver and gold and there was not one feeble person among their tribe amen they were healthy and wealthy and that's his standard and there's no reason that we can't live up to that standard if that's His standard you can live up to it amen just stay in the word just stay in what it got you saved go back for more of it every day amen get the children's bread on a daily basis amen walk in health confess your health amen healing is a gift of the church we saw that first corinthians 12:9. if you'll turn there Talking about the gifts of the spirit that are given to Prophet everybody Lord I gotta get faster with this business right here. These little pages. But I refuse to go to the phone. What so need a them say, Get your paper bible? Yeah, real Bible. You mean that phone you've been gossiping about people I said, Oh Lord, let me quit. <laughs> Get my paper Bible. First Corinthians twelve nine. <clears throat> Talking about the gifts of the Spirit. He said they're given in eight it says, For one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Now Paul is separating this out to show people. That the gifts do not belong to people. They belong to God. But actually, God can use, can minister many gifts of the Spirit through the same vessel. Doesn't mean just because you got a word of knowledge, that's all you get. Suppose you need a word of wisdom. He wants to give it to you. But what he's saying is these gifts are imparted to everybody as the Spirit wills and then he tells us at the end to earnestly covet the best gifts so what's best he never tells you what's best what's best is what's needed at the time amen and so you just open yourself up to god just show me and, and help me through the gifts of the spirit you don't want to be trying to talk to people out of your head you lose them so quick it's like they go man they're christian oh boy But if you will let, if you will shut yourself up and shut your mind down and wait for the Holy Spirit to give you something in your spirit, you will speak the correct thing. And the gifts of the Spirit are more in operation than people really believe. See, when we say gift, everybody's, you know, spooky, spooky. And we think it's, it's, and it is an honor and it is a holy thing you understand what i'm saying that god will help you to help other people and help you even to help yourself through the the working of the different gifts of the spirit but but they're 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 not for you to covet you pick one and you want that and that's what you got to have that's where people make the mistakes see what i'm saying because it'll vary i notice a lot of people don't want healing gifts and working in miracles gifts they want prophecy why because you can impress people they want the word of wisdom the word of knowledge why so people say "Ooh, you said that and and god show me I, just like you said You understand what i'm saying and so it's easy to lose what god gives you when you get in the way of the free flow of it so anything that's going to cause you to blow up and feel important is a dangerous you understand what i'm saying and sometimes God to withdraw gifts from people just to make sure that they remain open and able for him to use them in the future that's why it says here <clears throat> as the spirit wills not as you wills now there are some people who work consistently in certain gifts of the spirit katherine kuhlman was one she but her ministry was not so much healing gifts if you if you understand how she operated it was the word of knowledge pretty much Word of wisdom too, but word of knowledge. God's doing so and so over here. God's doing so and so. Just just lift your hand, receive it from God. You know, word of wisdom tells you how to receive what God's doing. So you get both of them generally, amen. And it's prophecy because it's the message of God to the people. But she knew how to read the Holy Spirit because she walked with Him a lot. When she said He's her only friend she learned how to read what he was telling her and to know when to speak and who to speak it to and how to speak it to him she confessed that she was anxious before all of her meetings because she never knew when the gifts would dry up because for a lot of healing ministers they eventually did dry up Benny Hinn's a rare exception Richard Roberts he's word of knowledge word of you know you understand what I'm saying and so some of them are able <clears throat> excuse me to live a life of obedience to God see the minute you start trying to do too many meetings in too many important places they'll start to get away from you because that's and see a lot of times the minister will say, I just want to get everybody healed. It sounds like an honest desire in your heart, but if that causes you to step out of the will of God for what He's called you to do, you lose it. See? Many people thought it was because of the that ministry being so strenuous, but I'm thinking there's probably a little combination. It's probably strenuous. Because the administration of it isn't under God's authority the way it should be. Because ministry should not wear us out. You understand what I'm saying? Not really. Sometimes you get overzealous. You get to thinking, well, they want me to come preach, but I'm tired. But let me go. I'm going to go because they asked me. You know, that kind of stuff. You get caught up in the man-pleasing aspect of it but these gifts are under control of the holy spirit you have to you have to live in such a way that you don't let the excitement about being used by god get in your flesh you have to keep it as a holy thing between you and not something you touch on your own excited about it and because eventually you're going to want to show people what you can do and you lose it real quick like that and rightfully so because it it could destroy you if you start god lets you take gifts and do what you want to do with them see i watch ministry sometimes i see people who you know you can look at them you say now this is you know they need to to do something to add to what they're doing especially prophets you know people who operate in prophecy word of wisdom word of knowledge that will be the only gift they ever use when they minister to people and they should have a healing and deliverance ministry if you got a full gospel ministry why can't you have an altar call for the sick why can't you preach on healing teach healing and get god's people well and so sometimes you'll see people you ever see people? get real real popular and then all of a sudden they see god's trying to pull them aside and give them something else that they need so that they'll last you understand what i'm saying he'll decommission you in a minute and pull you aside and put you in a place where you got to dig more in the word and you got to dig more you got to dig more amen and it's a good thing it's not a punishment It's a good thing for him to call you off of where you are for a season and allow you to say, now wait a minute, your ministry is not complete. you got people pulling on you for words. And you get the wrong crowd pulling you, and you'll get over in the familiar spirits. See what I'm saying? And so it's something that, that you have to understand. These things are the spirit wills. I mean, it's an honor and a privilege to be used by God. And don't ever elevate yourself. Because God uses you. Because <laughs> you get the Holy Ghost smacked out. Huh? Listen, I've been in churches where they want to burn me at the stake. Just because I operate in the gift of prophecy. You pray in tongues, you don't pray in here unless you can tell me what you pray in. I'm so, oh, brother, here we go. You understand what I'm saying? So when I see prophets running around strutting and bragging, I say, where y'all come from? Cause we used to hide from people. Have some respect and go hide from people. How dare you announce yourself? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so for, for some is, you know, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Now the word of wisdom is a how-to of God. Word of knowledge will be, uh, God's healing you. The healing anointings on you right now. Stand up and receive it. So word of wisdom is stand up and receive it. Cuz it's one thing to say somebody God's healing you, but it's another to say, "Well, how do I get it?" Anybody in their right mind would say, it "Help me. How do I get it?" So word of knowledge, word of wisdom. When you speak the utterance of God by the spirit, it by the spirit of prophecy, it is prophecy. Amen. Praise God another the working of miracles healing by the same spirit discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues interpretation of tongues so most of those are self-explanatory to us but the gifts of healing are given to the church gifts of healing and working of miracles amen now miss coleman did have the working of miracles gift to a degree but for the most part it was word of wisdom word of knowledge when you put those two together they can constitute the working of miracles but you've got to work it you've got to risk somebody not getting healed because they don't know how to follow instruction it's a risk you know and you have to get yourself lost in the holy spirit to be of much use to god and so When you talk about the working of miracles gift, it's something that the, the vessel needs to understand that, that the healing is right here, but there's something I need to do to get the anointing into this person, so the healing's right here. If you don't sense the healing's right here, you won't get, you can make them people sweat and jump up and down and do all kind of antics, but it won't come. So this is something you learn as the Spirit wills. He begins to instruct us how to work with Him to accomplish these things. And you don't get it if you're trying to be, if you're not humble. See, if you you remember that show, I should probably shouldn't mention. I don't know who watches this, but. Remember that the preachers, the ladies who were from Cleveland and all that kind of stuff? And that woman who would bump people with her breasts? See, that's an abomination to God. And see, if you're in the mood where you've got to be seen and known and have a trademark or something like that, you see how quickly, and now there are some people who will have a trademark and it's spiritual. But see how quickly it can degrade into something totally carnal and everybody looking at you knows you ain't doing nothing God told you to do, but you do it anyway and claim it's God? So that's why it's good to stay humble. Stay in a place where you know God and God knows you and, and you know you, you can, that's why, you know, I carry myself in a way where y'all don't run after me asking for a word and i never tell you not to but you know not to see it's because the holy spirit he does that i don't do it i'm just walking with him but he has to keep it in a place where you know him and you know what's legitimate you know when it's time for something but also you can't damage me and start pulling me in a place where i'm not supposed to go And I don't have to slap you around to get you to do it. And that's the beauty of it. I'm saying, you know, seriously. I mean, he takes care of. If you yield to him, he takes care of everything that needs to be taken care of. Amen. For the most part, y'all be hoping I don't have a word for you. See. What? 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 <laughs> praise God James 5:14 tells us if there's any sick among us now that's not a bad confession that's that's being plain because really if you're at the place where you believe you're sick you need help and that's not that's not a criticism it's an observation because there are many times where the 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 proper interpretation of that scripture let me see if i can james 5 because it's interesting people who have translated it from from the greek language he says is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord And the prayer of faith will save you, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed any sins, they are forgiven. So that phrase, is there any sick among you? Call for the elders of the church. What that means is, are you, are, have you run into a problem with your health that is beyond your ability to remedy on your own? so it's like and everybody does it everybody in church does it you you start speaking to the symptom you say go in jesus name and if it's a cold that gets started or something like that and it just doesn't go and you're sick of laboring with it on your own and god says you don't have to stay like that you call for the elders of the church you must initiate the call why and your faith has got to be involved. I can't go chasing you and wanting to pray for you. Are you kidding me? We have explicit instructions here. Something is beyond your ability to get rid of it on the on your own with the word, and you feel you want to be rid of it, you need to call the elders of the church, initiate the call with your faith, and your faith opens the heart for you to receive. The ministry. The prayer of faith will save you. And if you committed any sins, they're forgiven. See, you can be stuck with an ailment because of condemnation. You can't get rid of what you think is standing between you and God. And that needs to get fixed. So the elders of the church are the fix for you and there are some people just you know oh well, well i'm going to church i'll get rid of this when i get to church that's cool too you understand what i'm saying however <coughs> god just wants you well he want you sick so james 5 five fourteen is for us first corinthians twelve nine gifts of healing amen we're healed by the word no matter what amen gifts of healing will work but don't depend on them because at some point god's going to tell you get in the word yourself because i need to talk to you and i need to see you about this thing right here amen so you don't go to the elders of the church avoiding god and avoiding developing your faith in the word amen there are some times where you know god will tell me to tell people he said can you get him off this crazy road he's on or she's on tell them you when they come up to the altar i I tell them you can speak to that just like i can talk to it amen the whiners are always the last ones to confront symptoms amen now i've been in the word and i've been talking to it you ain't been doing nothing and you come out of him right now in jesus name self-pity devil some people don't want to do nothing you understand what i'm saying they don't want to lift their hand to do nothing to help themselves well, maybe i'll park there for a while you don't want to blame everybody and i've been doing what i will then it should work go sit down that's what you want to say but you don't oh come on baba ain't that bad don't y'all look at me like that. But under the anointing is the best time to get people to exercise their own faith. And oftentimes, once people see their words will do it, they'll continue to do it. But it won't work if they've got half faith, half fear, don't really believe it's going to move because it's me, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And so. We, we endeavor to instruct people in the ways of health and in the biggest way you can get healed is through expressing the word yourself speaking the word yourself meditating on the word staying in the word don't come out of the word get back in the word you got me all of those things once you make up your mind that you're going to live that way you can live free from sickness and disease mark 16. this is a command to all believers i know a lot of churches wish they would rip this out of there but you can't get rid of it this is the great commission amen going and and forcing people to to pray a, a prayer of repentance with you is not the great commission He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These are the signs that follow those who believe. Now people will mince around with with verse 16 and don't go to 17. Well, see, you got to be, you mean you got to be baptized to be, he said, well, you got to be water baptized. You're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Listen, skip that one. Just produce the signs. See, signs settle a whole argument. Ah! <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, signs settle a whole argument. If we want to argue about water or baptizing the holy spirit don't worry about it go on to producing the signs see don't get stumped on the small things the word baptizo also means to identify with you identify with the trinity the father son the holy spirit or do you amen that's your identity now You do all things in the name of Jesus and under the power of the Trinity. There are people who have been baptized unto repentance, not unto repentance. But God's looking for signs. Hello? Well, you'll get it tomorrow sometime because you know what I'm saying. It it just is kind of like this. These are doctrines of the church. They're doctrines. They have meaning. But God wants more for us to produce the signs. And until the signs are produced, until your preaching is validated and confirmed with the signs that God wants them to confirm, you're not fulfilling the Great Commission. You've got to do it all. Well, Pastor Barb, I never buddy taught me on healing. You got a Bible. You can read. You can read everything God wants you to read amen and so you start desiring to fulfill the great commission you start wanting to take authority over the devil amen now see for y'all it's easy because you pray all the time or you should if you don't some of you more than others we praying for you amen but but the whole thing is god wants you to produce signs just because you prayed for a sick person once and they got well that doesn't mean you're proficient you are supposed to be doing more do as much as god wants you to do see a lot of times we do something one time and we feel "Ooh, i got that i got that and never do it again see and so you got to hunger for this to be a way of life for you you gotta attack every sickness you see you gotta attack every devil you see you gotta you gotta be adamant about It's not going to live in your presence. You run stuff. I don't care where you are. You run it. Amen. If it's at your job, you run it. You're there representing another kingdom. And we are not a kingdom that can be stopped and can be pushed around. There's no greater kingdom than God's kingdom. So if you're going to represent, represent. Represent amen you ask god to show you a way where you can alleviate suffering in your workplace where you can help people to feel confident you know that they're not going to get sick let people shrink back in fear there's lots of opportunities to minister truth to people in this day and age there's tons of them there always is somebody's always got problems you just have to ask God to help you zero in. And where the help is that they need, be willing to do it. That's what believers do. So Mark sixteen, seventeen, and 18, don't get hung up on water, tongues, whatever. Just produce the signs. Tongues will definitely help you produce healing, I can tell you that much. Now, historically, some ministers have produced it without. They'll produce it with prayer and intercession amen but you still got to believe the word got to be a believer in the word of god laying on hands on the sick is a command of god we just saw that in mark 16 believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover they're they're because of the transfer of anointing from one person to the next well suppose i can't be where they are and lay hands on them there's tons of ways to get people healed long distance the bible says god wrought special miracles by the hands of paul that they would bring aprons and handkerchiefs to him and he would lay hands on them and they would take them to the afflicted and the sick would recover and devils would depart from them so there is a transfer of anointing onto cloth don't ask me about nothing else. See, we always want exception to something. Well, could I bring show it? Cause you know I was thinking, no, you ain't got to even think about this. All you got to do is obey this thing right here, amen. But we sent out tons of them, amen, to people that couldn't get here, and God has healed those people. He's a faithful God, and so when we obey the Word of God and do what God tells us to do, we'll find that this Word is true he confirms all truth with signs following confirms his word with signs following it says here uh, jesus taught preached and healed if you try to do it any other way you may not get the results jesus got that's in math in uh, matthew 4 if you'll turn there in verse 23 hang on oh wait a minute I think it's 4 2 no no Matthew 4 Oh yeah, okay. And twenty-three. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, talk about boldness, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So, in order, really, to have uh, outside of the gifts of healing, and this is for the difference between whether or not you can uh help people who are in distress you know gifts will operate oftentimes because people won't get a second chance you understand what i'm saying to to be healed say somebody is bleeding out or or somebody you know is comes in the midst of a heart attack or sick or something like that gifts will operate very quickly through believers in those circumstances because these are emergencies Now, I'm not saying they won't operate other places, but you can see the wisdom of that. You may not get another chance to pray for this person, and God will release gifts to us to be able to help people like that. But for the most part, healing has to be taught. There must be faith imparted to people so that they can then rightfully believe and rightfully expect. When you saw people following Jesus from meeting to meeting to meeting, you don't know how many times they followed him and heard him before they got healed. See, like that, and most of them will say when they heard about Jesus. What did they hear about? And they heard him preach. They didn't just hear about him; they actually heard him, either through testimony, through his own preaching, through his own teaching and so many times we think this is a one-time occurrence and just get that faith and that happens sometimes but for the most part it's an ongoing process that we have to subject ourselves to teaching and preaching and then healing comes after that that's the proper way to do it people that you see that have uh uh consistent healing ministries they'll tell you if they could teach faith like the tents that would go up they would be there for a couple of weeks sometimes a month and they would have day meetings and night meetings well in the day meetings they taught the word and taught faith in the word so then in the night meetings you could expect to be healed all of them did that Um, amy simple mcpherson would do that and she after you attended so many teaching sessions she would they would give you a card if your card got pulled, they would pray for you at the meeting at night, so forth, and so on, and so there, there this chain of events leading up to healing cannot be broken. You can't expect to you know because your faith isn't there to allow that door to open to bring healing into you. so say for instance, at our healing schools, I think we're doing good to get the results we get. Because people will, you know, come in and sometimes that's the only healing meeting they go to. And you can tell when they come up to the altar that they're hoping and they're not in faith. You understand what I'm saying? And so the only thing the minister can do is see if you can get some word into them and get some, you know, some faith into them so that they can receive. Many people do. And then there are many people that come in because they fed on the word. And God will tell them, well, if you go here, you get your healing, you know, without fail. Many people do that. And so I've often thought about it. I said, God, if we could just get people signed up and teach healing every day. I've been thinking about doing it at the conference so that we can get the word into people in a greater measure so that they can get more out of it. Because people are still in the mood to watch a show to come just run in and get something you know they don't want to come in and feast on the word or come in and settle in so that they can get every meeting so it can build up to something they just want to come in and grab you know like a a a mickey d's you know mchealing Mm -hmm. you understand and and so People have to really understand how important it is to carry the word in your heart, to hide it in your heart. And so when you teach healing, you have to do the best you can to get the word into people. Like what we've been doing recently is the most I've taught on healing, period. Because usually we reserve those for the healing schools. But I have an inclination we need to teach more on it. You know what I'm saying? And just allow people to have more confidence in the word of God. Because they'll sit up in their churches and sit next to you at a meeting and you think they believe like you believe. And they get up and say some of the craziest things. And you just wonder what what Well we won't go there, but you know that's we don't entertain. You know, like Brother Stone said get your entertainment elsewhere. Amen. Right. Just true. Amen. So that is the pattern, the biblical pattern for success and getting people well is to teach, to preach, and to heal. Amen. God does all of that. <clears throat> Number six, faith is what makes us whole or healed or not lacking in anything. You have to believe for everything that you get for God from God. You can't like say, Well, that's not that important you want to skip over that. You know how you did in school? You didn't like them certain things in geometry so you was hoping we get past that and i'll just get a a c on that test and keep it moving you <laughs> know it's not like that in god's kingdom because you need everything that god prepares for us faith makes us whole and we receive according to what we believe amen matthew 9 if you flip over a few chapters Matthew 9, verse 20. Behold, a a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. It's confessing in her heart. Amen. Confessing in her heart so this is to demonstrate that faith is a heart thing it's what you say to yourself on the inside that makes all the difference in the world so she confessed in her heart if i may but touch his garment i shall be whole jesus turned him about and saw her when he saw her he said daughter be of good comfort your faith has made you whole see it's your faith that did this it's something nobody can take away from you amen In other words she was looking to him to get a rebuke because she touched a holy priest and she was considered to be unclean and he said no don't worry about it you did the right thing your faith caused you to touch me amen if you had touched me any other way i'd have a right to rebuke you but you touched me in faith amen faith is higher than the law amen and so she touched him by faith And the power went out of him. He couldn't stop it. And he let her know it was because of her faith that she was made whole. Amen. Faith makes us whole and we receive according to what we believe. You must believe first and then you will see. Quit peeking for stuff. Quit feeling for it. Quit wondering about it. And just work on the believing part. Amen. Well, I believe, we'll keep believing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't stop believing. Because many people do. I remember taking a busload of people to a Benny Hinn meeting, and a lady that was on the bus after the first meeting was over, she was crying. And I said, well, What's the matter? She said, I didn't get my healing tonight. And I said, well, you can still get it tomorrow. Keep believing God. She cried anyway. She's mad. You know, see, that's not faith. That's not heart faith. That's kind of wishing, hoping, and getting yourself so hyped up in the flesh. And then when it doesn't happen in the flesh, you're disappointed all over. And so, you know, it breaks your heart because you just want people to understand this accurately. Because it's worth it to me see if we're in a pandemic now what's it going to be 10 years from now because the devil's getting meaner angrier and see if people of god don't get this what's the world going? what's the church gonna do And what's the world gonna do so it's got to be important for us to learn these things and feast on these things you know if you don't have somebody in your midst to the sick to pray for pray for your sick bank account i mean that needs healing too and revival and regeneration but start using your faith your confession of faith is what keeps you alive when you declare that you are healed then you are are serving notice to the devil that you don't receive sickness and you're letting god know that you're in agreement with him you're in expectation of manifestation of everything that you you're holding in your heart and it will come to pass Everybody has a measure of faith that God must see in order to receive from Him. You must show God your faith. Amen? Obeying the law of faith is necessary in order to receive from God. Now, what's the law of faith? Well, we call it the Roman road. It's Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. We use it for salvation, but it really properly should be used for healing too. Amen should be used for everything you need, healing your finances, deliverance from for loved ones and you know your children when they decide they want to go live in the world. you say, no, you don't, you're a child of God, you're going to act like it. God promised me. You understand what I'm saying, so that ex- faith that's in your heart must be expressed with your mouth, Romans ten and verse nine <laughs> it says <clears throat> for Verse eight, what saith it, in other words, what- what does faith say? How does it sound? What does it sound like? What does it say? What do you sound like when you're in faith? What does God have to hear from you and see out of you to say that your faith is okay? He says the word is near you, it's even in your mouth and in your heart. In other words, God don't have to come and do nothing for you. You got the word in you. Amen. It's in your mouth and in your heart. How does it get there? You gotta put it there. And you gotta get everything else that's not like it out of there. That's your job. So your job is to receive the word and reject anything that's contrary to the word. So you, you receive in your heart first. Don't go off confessing nothing that you haven't taken the time and the energy to put into your heart. It's gotta be inside of you. He said the word is near you. In your mouth, it's gotta be in both places. It just can't be in your mouth. Running, spouting off, God got the last word. What's that doing for you? (laughs) It might be a word for you and it might be a word again (laughs) you. Huh? Last word don't mean that's gonna help you. What, What word is that that he's got for you? It's got to be something that you believe in your heart and you're willing to confess with your mouth. So when you say God's got the last word, you need to be saying, I believe I receive my healing when I pray. And I am healed. From this day forward, I will speak no more against this. Amen. Button your nips and put the key in your pocket. Amen. And make a covenant with your mouth and with your heart that you're only going to speak god's word amen and don't speak anything that you see in the natural i don't care how real it looks to you i don't care how many doctors reports you get tell them to send some more you feel like running some paper run some more paper on me it's a lie i'm healed. so you have to confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart Well, is it in my heart? Yeah, if you put it in there, it ain't just gonna jump in there by itself. You gotta put it in there. And fight everything that's against it. He says, but if you should confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus or His Word and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, that means He has all power. That's the truth you gotta believe about Christ. You gotta make Him your Lord. You gotta believe He's raised from the dead and has power over sin. You'll be saved. Muslims will tell you, I know about more about Jesus than you do. I say, honey, I know more than about him. I know him. Say, so he lives in me. I go puzzle that. now huh? Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Where the heart man believes, this is how you're righteous. Believe in God's word. You believe unto righteousness. That's how people get saved. They believe exactly those things, and God accounts it as righteousness, and the Holy Spirit just moves right in. Amen. He moves in on everybody who passes that test. You can sit there and just read the Bible to somebody, and and they'll they'll understand salvation and say, Well, I won't. That's all I have. That's the first thing people, that's all I have to do. Yeah, just confess with your mouth. Well, how do I do that? Well, just say what I say. We we'll say this prayer, Amen. And you can do the same thing with healing. Confess with your mouth that you heal. Oh, it works for everything. Say with your mouth that's your job. Say and quit crabbing about the job you got. I'm going throw that in. It's free. You understand what I'm saying? That ain't righteousness. Cause you can't condemn God for giving you a job. And then expect you to give, give, now come on now. He ain't gonna give you nothing better if you don't appreciate what you have. Amen. See, you negate your own prayer with your, your little haughty attitude and your bad mood. Huh? Because some of us are yet carnal. Nothing's ever good enough for us. You know, why is it that you and your prayer partner and the pastor and everybody can pray for you to get a job and in three months down the road, you don't like it anymore. See, it's not good enough for you now. But three months ago, you were begging for anything. And not just this time, but over and over and over again. See, there's something consistent in this, and it ain't that every job is bad. You're the consistent thing in this equation huh you're the x factor because before you got it it was everything to you now that you got it it's all messed up and not only that one but the one after that now that you got it it's all messed up never good enough for you amen well the next one you get won't be good enough for you either see there's something about your attitude that ain't gratitude that's got to change a tube before you get a tude it does see you're the you're the factor that's consistent in this because you get there and everybody likes you you like them you have high hopes you understand what i'm saying and then all of a sudden it ain't no good It's this is that they don't like me they plotting to get rid of me here we go again well the merry-go-round You're going to have to change what you believe. You're going to have to change your confession. You're going to change your heart. See, we think that life's going to be wonderful all the time. It's what you make it. You can either work with God and make it wonderful, or you can not work with him and nothing will work for you. Till you obey the love commandment, your confession, your expectation, will never pan out until you master love so the greatest of these is love and the greatest of these is righteousness that comes in your heart when you embrace god's word but you got to embrace that word if it points the finger at you embracing be thankful for it god i thank you i see what the problem is now because i carry me to every situation i get into amen <laughs> you're the You're the deciding factor in everything that you do, but you're not a victim unless you let the devil convince you that that's the only life for you. But God wants his people to dwell in truth. The more truth you can hide in your heart, the more victorious you will be, the more satisfied you will be, the more in line with God your desires and your wants and your results will be it's wonderful when god's children abide in truth amen all right well father we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding that your word is true thank you lord for blessing us to know you and to know your word because we are righteous people father by the blood not on our own by any stretch of the imagination. But it's the blood that enables us to be in your presence. It cleanses us, forgives us, gives us a brand new outlet. Look, and makes every day a new day in you. And we are so thankful for that. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to live bad days over and over and over again. That your mercies are new every morning. And we can look for your mercy and expect great things from day to day. So, Lord, we thank you. We bless you and we honor you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for Shannon and I thank you, Father, to give her a good trip to visit her mother. We pray for her mother right now and we thank you, Lord, for healing her grief, healing her broken heart. You bind the brokenhearted and heal their wounds. We thank you so much, Lord, for a prosperous journey for Shannon thank you that your glory goes before her it's her rear guard we bind all accidents injury and mishaps and we say nothing uh, ill toward will come toward her in the name of Jesus no plague no anything will come near her tent and we thank you for it father that she is immune to sickness and disease and all the power of darkness so we honor you lord we love you and we pray that prayer for your people today that we are immune from COVID, from sickness, from disease. We believe your word, Father. We can't get Rona and Rona can't get us. We can't have it and it can't have us because of your word and your precious blood. And so, Father, we decree it. Say it. I don't have Rona and she don't have me. I can't get Rona and she don't can't get me. And we thank you, Father, that we are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. It is so decreed amen and amen again.